What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Okay, let's do it. Okay, what's up? And welcome back to Confident as Fuck. We have Daddy in the studio with us today, panting because I am here with Brittany. I am so excited to have her on. So, um, Brittany and I actually met via Instagram and we just started voice messaging back and forth. And we we're like talking about business, coaching industry, all these different things. And I was like, okay, come on the podcast. Like, let's do it. So, she worked in Long Beach and lives close in Huntington, so um, it was easy for her to come over, and we were just automatically connected. And then she actually came to the event I did with Allie. If you guys remember Allie, not Allie Bonner, but Allie Kennedy um, from, I think, like three episodes back, she had a live event in San Diego. Brittany came with her sister, and then um, Brittany actually came also to the um pod squad which she also coined that name the pod squad um pool party so welcome everybody or everybody welcome and welcome to the studio Brittany thank you so much for having me Alicia you're welcome I'm so happy I reached out to you that one day on I know right social media because now I'm here yes <laughs> and um yeah I got to come to the pod squad pool party yes. meet your friends and a few of the ladies that have been on here before and then connected with Ali, which she's I'm working with her right now. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you guys were working together, too. It's real that um, because she told me, like, I think the weekend that she came down to do to actually do her podcast. She mentioned that, too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm. That's like a huge testament, too, is to like just you reaching out caused us to intertwine mm-hmm. like our worlds and cause you to gain new friends, coach, somebody to work with, um, any type of connection, you know, and it's like just takes that one little like reaction to a story or comment on a post or whatever. Just like we were just talking about, like reaching out to podcast guests. Yes. And I think that's like something that you do really well is just really connecting with your community. And I think that's why your community is so strong. Thank you. People feel that. Thank you. I think it's, um, I'm glad that that's in style and it's not how it used to be where like it was like celebrity-esque even for influencers. Mm -hmm. Not sure if you remember that era, but like where you would like, like YouTube era where you're like, oh, like I'm going to comment on this video, but there's no way they're commenting back. Like there's no way like commenting back for for the influencer was almost like looked down upon Mm -hmm. like if you were an influencer you'd be like oh I don't comment back like that was like a thing really yeah do you remember that that. no really okay how old are you again I'm 28 I'll be 28 you're 28 okay maybe that was just I just didn't get into YouTube really yeah I'm so glad you reached out because I feel like something that makes my job that like makes my job worthwhile is like re like talking to people and actually conversating Mm -hmm. versus like getting on a story and then having no one respond or people just like it like that's cool that's great in the same way too and I know people are learning 
and people are connecting, but it's so much better when I get that actual connection to someone and to, especially in person, like we were talking about, like that, like an in-person connection is like the world to me. So thank you for reaching out just as much. Yeah, of course. And that's one thing that I've noticed as I've, you know, started my business and getting into the industry is like our inspiration a lot of times comes when we're actually doing the thing. Oh, yeah. Talking to people and getting out there. And Versus, we get so stuck in just like being at home behind our computer. Like I need to create content, but what the heck do I create? Yeah, I know. That's what Grayson and I always talk about that. Like the, what is that? How should she phrase it? Like the inspiration comes when you're not sitting at your desk. She phrases it a little bit better, but you know, we want to be tied to our desk because we think productivity equals money equals worth equals success. And really Anytime her and I, we've like learned this over the past, I guess, like two years that we've been really close is like when our family comes into town or we're like forced to go somewhere with our significant other where normally we'd want to be like homeworking or like refreshing our fucking email (laughs) waiting for someone to magically email us. um, That's when all the good shit starts to happen or that's when we have the inspiration for the new course or like something we want to talk about on Instagram that gains us new clients like that's always when it happens so I think you're totally right about that yeah and it can it can be hard too sometimes when you're like okay I don't have anything lined up to do I don't have clients lined up I don't have anything booked but how can you start moving your body Mm. which can help move you know, move your thoughts in your mind. Yes. That's what I, I always that. tap into is like even going for like a long walk. It has to be long though. Yeah. <laughs> like a 10, 20 minute long walk isn't enough for me to start thinking and getting creative. Generating thoughts and like generating that movement. Well, I talked about this a few weeks ago and about movement and I talked about it a lot with Allie, um, how movement has like been uh, something that I've been using to like redirect energy and just like get out of my own headspace and I think it's just a little bit like more now. I think, okay, so like when we went this weekend to, um, we went to Primo, like a Rosarito in Mexico to see Renee's family go for my birthday. We didn't do any real movement and we didn't drink a ton. Like we, I mean, it was pretty relatively chill for a birthday. Um, I think I took like one shot the entire weekend. Like I didn't have any mixed drinks. Like it was very like chill um compared to like what I would normally do but my whole point in saying this is that I didn't have any movement so I like didn't have anywhere to direct this like energy that I was feeling Mm -hmm. and Renee and I have been talking about this that like I think it's I I mean first of all I feel like I'm old (laughs) like not in a bad way I just feel like I'm in this like season where I'm like I don't really care about going out Mm -hmm. like I don't really care about that anymore But I do want to move more. I want to focus my energy into like long walks, like um, just movement in general. And like I was telling Grazel too, like movement almost to me solves every problem that I have right now that I can think of. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, that's what has actually made me feel more confident this week is actually tapping into like my age, not feeling like a bad thing but feeling like a great thing and tapping more into like seeing that at seeing my age and then feeling like okay I don't want to drink as much and moving into more push towards that movement piece versus like anything else 
Yeah, that's that's kind of how I've been feeling this week, actually, in specific. Like, I've been moving a lot. I'm watching a couple dogs, so I have to walk them mm. multiple times a day. And then I have my own dog that I'm going and taking care of. So I've been moving my body, and it's I'm all of a sudden getting this creativity, yes. feeling confident. Yes. So, yeah, I, I hear you. That's exactly how I've been feeling lately. Isn't it such a huge shift from, like, wanting to change our body and then feeling confident mm-hmm. versus, like, it's just the movement itself? I was I was like, literally just talking about that with my boyfriend. Like I used to like look at the scale or whatnot, and like I don't care about that anymore. All I care about is if I'm I'm not in pain mm-hmm. and I feel strong. Yeah, because I've been lifting like heavy weights yeah. more often, and and even just like hanging. I can't do a pull mm-hmm. up, but just hanging from the bar. Yeah, and I feel so strong. And I walk around. I move different. You know, my shoulders feel like they're like back, mm-hmm. and I don't feel in pain. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that, like, we really are so old that we're, like, I I don't want to feel pain? But it it trips me out because I'm, like, what do old, actual old people feel like? Like Literally, we have this conversation (laughs) every single day because we're, you know, I'm 29, he's 30. Yeah. And we're, like, trying to do everything we can to fix any pain. Right. And we're, like, oh, my gosh, how are people living? Like, what are they walking around doing that don't try to fix it? Do they just ignore it? I think that's exactly what happens. Your body learns like, okay, you're not going to do anything about it. We need to turn off that so you can focus on your daily tasks. I think you're right. And uh, Renee and I thought of this, or I thought of it and I brought it to Renee um, a few times back when we went to Mexico with Renee's mom. Excuse me. We only went literally for the day. So I ate on the way there. We like stopped and got breakfast. I ate something small because I'm thinking like, okay, we're going like we're going to eat lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, we never ate lunch. And then we were like going to eat to leave. We kept like putting off eating. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Renee's mom was like, oh, we're going one more stop. One more stop. One more stop. And um, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm going <laughs> to freak out if I don't yeah. eat. I've eaten like three of these like freaking lollipops that I found in the car. Like, I'm so hungry. And um, I was telling Renee, like, he was like, dude, it's because she doesn't eat during the day. Um, She doesn't eat during the day. Like, she eats, you know, a big meal in the morning, a big meal at night. Um, That's just how her body works. And I was like, do you think that she, like, like, does she, she doesn't get hungry or, like, she just has, like, switched to not feeling hungry and I was thinking about the same thing with pain because, mm. like you said, I'm in pain sometimes when I work out too hard or I don't work out. That's when I get it. I, like I sit too long or I lay down, you know, on a Sunday sometimes if we're like chilling the entire day, then the next mm-hmm. day like my, my back hurts. And I'm like, do people just, you think, oh, it was bloated, bloated. That's what it was. Okay. okay I was like, wait, where was I going? <laughs> no, um, Because we drank water that day, but we didn't eat really. Mm-hmm. So I felt like super, super bloated. As soon as we ate, I felt so bloated. I felt like when we came back, I just felt like, you know, just it wasn't my normal eating routine. So my body didn't react well. Yeah. And I was like, do you think that other people are just bloated at all times? Like, are they just bloated and they don't, they're just used to that bloated feeling? Like, kind of like you're saying with pain. I think people just turn off those receptors like or their body turns them off for them it just becomes their norm and then they don't their baseline yeah yeah yeah. and and i think kind of going along with this is like 
when you're you're in pain or you're maybe you're feeling bloated or any kind of like discomfort in your body it's like is that your body holding on to things like trauma oh like, for I was sure going, you know yeah like i don't know i just feel like it's so much more than what people think it you know if they think mm-hmm. it's like oh i'm just not eating right or mm-hmm. it's like no like what are you consuming like what are your thoughts you know is there something that you haven't dealt with from childhood that your body's hanging on to yeah, when I started going to acupuncture, um, um, I want to say like maybe two years ago, the first day that I went, um, and probably for the first like months that I went, I went like every week. Um, the first time he told me like the issues are in the tissues, like your trauma is mm-hmm. within your body and your body holds trauma. Um, and for probably like the first once I let my guard down, so probably not the first session, but I would say within the first month and then for multiple times after that, I cried every single session. And it was weird. It was like he the person wasn't even in the room with me. Like they just, you know, put the needles in or do whatever and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And my mind was just like a racehorse. And he was saying, like, when you're there by yourself in a meditative state and then you like um have pressure points on specific things it will activate those old memories because I was getting like flooded with like memories and like trauma things that I didn't even remember or thought I didn't remember were just like boom in my face and I was like I mean I left every session like bawled my eyes out so I think what I'm saying by all that is yeah the issues are within our body a lot of times Mm -hmm. and I think we hold on to a lot of stuff like anxiety yeah you know like that can cause stomach pain. It can cause different diseases. Like, it's crazy. And and if we if we can, like, change the way we look at it to, like, anxiety, maybe that's just our bodies, like, screaming at us, hey, mm. you have something you need to work through For or sure. figure out. Or same with the pain. It's, like, instead of trying to turn it off or ignore it or suppress it with, right. like, medicine, how can you dig deeper and be like, what could be causing this? Is there something I've gone through recently? Is there something I'm not handling or dealing with? Yeah, I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. I think that a lot of the stuff that we suppress with medication or with just not dealing with it, with cutting it out, has to do with things in our past or traumas that we're just not facing. Yeah. And I think doing, like building a business is like a really easy way to just dive into the work Mm -hmm. because you're like, what the heck, why can't I show up on social media? Or why do I have a hard time saying what I do? And mm, it's like, it that's comes back to childhood. Yeah. You know, like, what did you go through as a child that maybe forced you to stop speaking up for yourself or to stand in your power? You know, maybe you were just told to be quiet or that what you had to say wasn't important. Or like... Something that I never thought of, because those ones I feel like come up pretty naturally, right? As soon as you start to try to show up on social media or show up in the world as a new role, that comes up, I feel like, for most people. But then um, when I was on a retreat with my old coach, um, Brianna, somebody said in the group, um, because they were all hair and makeup artists, she said, uh, if 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 I showed up looking skinnier, 
do you think that I would get more clients? Or if I showed up like more glam, do you think that the client would be more um, like happy with my service? Mm-hmm. Um, or they would book me? Or am I going to fulfill like when I show up in person, are they going to be like disappointed in how I look versus like how my brand is? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was thinking like that's even some traumas that we hold is like, oh, I'm not going to get the job because I'm not, I don't look this way or that way or um, my body isn't correct for the whatever. I was literally thinking about that yesterday. I had an interview. Really? And I was like getting ready and I was like, this is stupid. Like, what does that have to do with this position? Right. Like, it's not about how I look, you know, it, yeah. and it shouldn't matter. But of course, there's it a stigma to it. Yeah. I mean, it does in our mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't, but there is a stigma to it. Yeah. I remember Huge. that came up like a lot for me when I was first like looking for jobs, you know, starting to get out of high school and like looking for my first job. I was just like, didn't feel like I was going to look the part. The or professional. Look good yeah. Yeah. I never felt like I looked professional. I'm just not. That's not me. Yeah. It's not, it's not me not my either. Vibe. <laughs> it's not me either. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so I wear that to the interview and then I like never wear that. Exactly. To work. <laughs> I'm just like, I remember back in the day i got to a point where i was like i'm not taking out my nose ring i'm not yes. trying to hide who i am yeah take me as i am if you don't want me goodbye yes i totally agree i i'm thinking of getting a like very visible tattoo soon i mean all my tattoos are pretty visible but i'm thinking of getting like a very visible tattoo and i'm like what is holding me back from doing that? I'm never going to care because <laughs> I'm never going to work for someone who doesn't fully accept me as me. Mm-hmm. Like I would never put – if someone wanted me to – if an employer didn't want me to show up as I truly am, then I wouldn't want to work for that person if I ever went back to work for someone or got hired as as somebody, uh, a speaker or whatever. So I'm like, what is holding me back from doing that? Almost nothing. Yeah. You know? And that's what's so funny is I think about it too. You know, that was always the thing growing up. If I got right. a tattoo, don't get it on my arm because right. it'll be – all the jobs I've had, I could have had tattoos covered. Yes. Head to toe, I would have been fine. Yes. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And it's like I'm think I'm thankful that that conversation is really open now and mm-hmm. that most people, especially here in California, um, maybe not so much in other states, mm-hmm. but I think it's starting to like be – normalized tattoos aren't bad like the way someone looks different isn't bad it doesn't mean anything and we're starting to kind of like strip that away yeah I think and I think with our generation and then even more so Mm -hmm. with the generation after us it's just like we're starting to see each other as just like humans outside of this like what it's supposed to be yeah 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 so so fun to see it is it's awesome to see and I think that's something I talk about a lot too is that I think that's something that you said the younger generation has really gotten right Mm -hmm. is really accepting being accepting of all cultures sizes um looks everything it's almost like they don't even have to think twice about it they don't that's the cool part yes exactly they don't even think twice about it yeah yeah I love it um Okay, so what do you do? Um, <laughs> I'm like, I so, forgot to say yeah. what you do. So, we went right into like our confidence corner. I'm a manifestation coach. Yes. Um, I help my clients manifest their dream lives. I use astrology. I do moon gatherings. Um, I help my clients show up on social media confidently. Yeah. 
yeah, that's a little bit of what I do. I love it. <laughs> I know. I wanted to go to your um, your gathering, and we were out of town, but I have to go to the next one. So I need to have another one. So I'm gonna do in person gatherings for the new moon because that just seems Ooh, to be yes. the best energy that I like to be with other people. Love it. Um, and then. I have a membership, which is going to be with the new moon and full moon. It'll be trainings around how to confidently stand out online. Love it. And it'll be all um, all going with the moon, astrology, whatever's going on with the stars. I love that. So I I'm love like, that. How can I mix the two things that I love, which is social media and astrology? So I've kind of... I love it. It's perfect because, you know, we were just talking about before we even got on, we were talking about the current like mood that we are in and the current like season we're in right and like how we're like oh I want to like pull back I don't want to talk to people I don't want to I haven't really been online right okay so if you're a creator you would almost be like okay this isn't probably the best time for me to Mm -hmm. launch something Mm -hmm. like I'm not feeling in flow my audience like oh it's you know this is happening with the seasons like if and if you're not somebody who really like believes in that I would ask, like, you have to think of, like, what is seasonal depression? Like, what is, like... It's a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. Like, we're shifting seasons. That's normal for us to do as humans is to shift and be in different seasons of life. They happen to line up with the seasons, the actual seasons, um, and the moon cycles. Mm -hmm. And, like, I could go on this forever because um, (laughs) Renee's friend... um, Oh, I think you met him, Papa, when he uh, last weekend we were talking about people who believe in um, flat Earth, and some of the stuff they talk about is that there's no moon cycles. And um, I was like, "Hello, like women's periods, like that's all based on the moon cycles. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense to not have that." And so, same thing with astrology is like, um, and the moon cycles is like you have like that's what created our calendar. Like that's what makes yeah, the world go around. Like it for so many years, so many. I mean, and and it, it usually aligns with what's going on in my life. So for sure. That's like one of the things I do at the gatherings is I'll ask people, you know, what's been going on for you? Anything coming up this week? And I'll ask them first and then I will reflect on, you know, the season or right. the sign that it's in and what, you know, is How usually that, coming up. Yeah. And it's usually super correlated. Yeah, it is. It's always correlated. I love that. And I think that might be why, you know, even... We were having a hard time because it is Libra season, which mm-hmm. is usually like a time of friendships. Mm-hmm. And we were saying like we feel like we're having a hard time putting ourselves out there and we're just kind of closing ourselves off, which yeah, maybe it would help if we reached out to a friend and shared a little bit off our chest with what we're going through. It definitely like having like having friends, close friends that I talk to about stuff like this is so new for me. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I always make it seem like I never had any friends, but I went through a really long time where I didn't have friends. And the friends I had before that were definitely not um, like as deep as the friendships I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, but having friendships now where I can like send Grazel like a 15 minute voicemail and be like, hey, I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. And then I see that she voice messages me back and I don't have to answer it right away. I don't feel a pressure to answer it. Like we kind of ebb and flow really well together. And Mm -hmm. it's like that, but that is so beautiful. But like, I did feel better. Like I was almost like not avoiding her, 
message yesterday, but I was like, I'm not ready to like open her message yet. I'm going to give it like a little bit of time before I'm like ready to respond. Mm -hmm. Um, But as soon as I heard her message and I responded back, I was like, oh my God, I feel literally so much better. So I think you're right. Like sometimes even though we want to like retreat and like the word Mm -hmm. that we were using earlier, like dissociate, Mm -hmm. it's almost like we almost you can either like lean into that, right? Mm -hmm. But I was telling her too, okay, I can lean into that feeling. And I did last week where I was like, okay, maybe I need more rest. Maybe I need more like, maybe I need more time off. Maybe I need Mm -hmm. do need time away from being online. I have had a super busy summer, but that didn't make me feel good. Mm-mm. It almost made me feel way worse. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, fuck, it I feel... is what li- lights you up and what you love to do. Right. And like that, so like that connection to somebody else, how can we do it in a way that's like meaningful, mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a chore, it's coming from the right place, and it like is just enough. Yeah, and I think that's something that I've had to, like, reflect on with myself is if I go hang out with people and I don't feel fulfilled, like, well, was I doing all that I could right. to actually open up? Yep. Was I creating the wall? And a lot of times, yes, because I'm assuming that they're not going to be able to go there. Right. Or they're not going to want to. Like, just keep it light. Yes. And then I walk away feeling, like, empty or, like, unfulfilled. Like, why did I even go? It's because we had the wall up. Exactly. I just it's not them. This. Yeah. Yeah. I just experienced this or I'm like... Wait, are you a Libra too? No, I'm a Scorpio. You're so. a Scorpio. Okay. I was like, wait a second. But Libra moon. Libra moon. Okay. I did that this weekend where I like almost like put my wall up mm-hmm. and I was telling Renee like, I hate the person that I am when I do that. I don't like being that girl because I was that girl for so long. I automatically put my wall up and now it's like I'm putting it up for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, I feel like I'm like, okay, keep it light. Like I know they're not going to be able to go there. I don't even want to touch it mm-hmm. because – It's we're, like we're, we're almost like taking away their power by just yes. assuming that. Yeah. And then it's like at the same time you're like you leave feeling like empty or unfulfilled and they probably leave feeling unfulfilled yeah. as well and so like I think something I used to do really well and I think I've gotten away from doing this is how can I like be in this conversation and be of service to this person mm-hmm. instead of like how can I, them and I connect mm-hmm. which is what I think I'm doing now and if I already know the person and I'm like oh we don't connect or like we connect on negativity or that's what we've connected on in the past then I like shut myself off. But instead, like maybe I could be there. Leading the conversation mm-hmm. in the way that you're wanting it to go. Or like helping them. Like yeah. how could I be of service to them versus just shutting off shutting down, and not yeah. wanting to engage because I think it's going to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that one of my coaches um, would try to get me to do and remind me is like when I was working as a longshoreman, you know, how can you bring, like, what you love to do, your coaching, mm. into that world? You know, you may not get to, you know, be a coach every day, but how can you integrate the two? Like, I'm sure she would always say, I'm sure there's people down that down there that are open to it and don't assume that they're not. Right. Yeah, I did the same thing with um, Bailey. And, like, putting – I talked about this on her episode was, like, putting people in a box and assuming that, like – my friends would never be someone interested in my programs. Mm-hmm. 
And Bailey actually ended up joining my last program. And um, she was the only one who ended up completing it because the other two people dropped out. So and she was like, I've been wanting to join for a while. And I was like, oh, okay. I put like I had these specific like boxes for Mm -hmm. people. And I was assuming that she wouldn't be interested, not in a bad way, just I was just assuming that, like you were saying, just assuming they're not interested in um, what you're thinking about. But let's go into um, confidence in coaching. Okay. Like getting on social media, we were talking about before we started recording that like you were like, I think my confidence just grew over time, but we were kind of touching on how it grew over time by showing up on social media by um like you just said like a business Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge one is like starting your own business really shines a light into a lot of areas where you're like oh shit I really don't know (laughs) what I'm doing or I don't have a lot of confidence to show up so can you kind of touch on what you think you did to force that confidence to kind of show up for you yeah it it kind of came up It was forced out of me because I realized my desire to go after coaching and to help people was larger than my fear of what people thought of me or Mm. what I was going to look like. Or if I sounded stupid, I was like, felt to my core that this is what I was meant to do. And I found so much help and confidence and like, I found more of my purpose through hiring a coach that I was like, I want to help other people who felt how, how low I felt, how down I felt, get to this place of like loving being who you are. Yeah. So what got you to hire a coach in the first place? Oh my gosh. If you weren't, because you weren't coaching at that time, right? No. Okay. No. So I was selling, like I was in multi-level marketing. Okay. Um, so that was the first time I've ever tried to like sell something and put myself out there. And I was working down at the ports and it slowed down and I had no work for months. And so I became really depressed. I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. And yeah, I was just really low and I was leaning into like a lot of spirituality and spiritual practices, which involved like Kundalini. And then that's when I started learning about astrology because I had so much downtime and I was just trying to keep my mind preoccupied. Yeah. And... I, someone reached out to me on social media. It was a coach. She kind of was like, you know, I think I could help you. And I hired her and it was like instantly after our first session, I was like, whoa, like just a a weight had been lifted off of me. And I felt like finally I was like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And that's when I started connecting to like-minded people like you, you know, in the space and just women who were doing something purposeful and with their life and helping others and it's just kind of been like a just like an upward spiral from there like getting into this I guess industry Mm -hmm. um but also just like self-help and building up that confidence so that's where it started um that's why I hired a coach that's really crazy I didn't I don't know why I never even thought to like really ask you because I feel like most people probably come from another industry where they're selling or same like they hire a coach is what I'm or they have a direct business that they um, like a lot of my friends are hair and makeup artists. They have that's a direct business they're selling. But that's really interesting that you were like 
hired a coach and you felt that huge sigh of like relief what was that sigh of relief from it was I think it was from you know she kind of showed me she got my she got me to show myself Mm. that okay look it's not that bad there's lots of solutions but she led me led me to that conclusion you know it wasn't like her just telling me it was her asking good questions to get me to that place of like look you can figure it out you have options start doing these things but when you're i don't even i don't know if it's depression but when you're that low like everything just feels really hard and you just feel so helpless and yeah i just i didn't know where to turn to and I guess, yeah, she just had the right questions. I could have turned to therapy. I don't know why that's just never stood out to me. I think yeah. I knew deep down that, like, I needed to do some deep healing trauma, which, like, luckily that's been integrating into therapy for a lot of people nowadays. But yeah. I don't think it was back then. Yeah, agreed. So I think it was, like, my soul led me to that space to where yeah. I could start doing a lot of deep work. Um, I almost yeah. feel like the word you're you're describing is like seen yes like you I almost felt, felt like seen, seen for the first time exactly because i'm like i feel like there's so much more inside of me but i didn't know how to get, get it, it out. out yeah yeah that's so awesome so i i actually went on a retreat with that coach oh awesome. so i was surrounded by other women doing the same thing i was like oh my god holy shit this is like a thing People right are doing. i know <laughs> it's not so trippy i like i had such a different experience coaching as I hired my coach. Um, she was my wedding makeup artist. And she was like, actually, I'm teaching other women. I was a trainer at the time. So I needed someone. I felt like I need someone to tell me, like, how do I get more clients? I'm showing up. I don't know how I can show up differently, whatever. Um, so I hired her. But I was like, <laughs> like, I'm a loyal ass bitch. So like, I did not touch any other coach or like look at any other coach. <laughs> For like a whole year, maybe (laughs) even two almost. Um, I don't remember. But I like didn't get into that coaching space or like Mm -hmm. touch other coaching spaces until she's (laughs) – I'm like looking back. I'm like, why didn't I do that? But I guess I'm just like down, I guess. I don't know. But she (laughs) she was like, hey, you should check out Chelsea. When I was struggling with something specific, she was like, you should check out Chelsea. And I was like, okay. And that led me down a deep rabbit hole of other coaches. And that is where I felt that that moment that you're feeling like, oh, my God, there's other people that are, like, working on these things. Like, there's <laughs> other people that are, like, digging into their childhood traumas and, like, tapping and, like, like doing all this stuff and showing up and dancing on social media. Like, what the heck? Like, I, I feel like I stepped into another universe. And that made me feel like you're talking about, like, scene. Like, okay. oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's also what's hard is when I go out into the world and, like, people are like, what do you do? And I I make it so complicated when it's like, I can just be like, I'm a coach. And mm-hmm. if they want to ask more questions, I can. But usually they're just going to be like, oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. And move on, you know. And we make it so much bigger than I know is in their head. But that's. But claiming that is really powerful. It is. And saying it out loud. Yeah. It's still, it's still hard. Still a little shaky. Even though like three years later, it, it still are. can be. I mean, like, I think that's because we define our success off of 
numbers Mm -hmm. and not the amount of work that we've done internally or how many lives we're affecting even without a dollar sign or the quality of our relationships that have improved like or the quality of our own life that's improved that's so right true. yeah because like, so much other things have come from oh, getting yes. into this space i mean in even just being here building a community with you like yeah having someone like you in my circle is so huge you know like you're just here supporting women yeah and yeah there's so much more than the dollar cents and then the fact that if i do want to go back and like calculate how much i've made through my business like i like, I would have never believed I could make a dollar by myself. Yes, exactly. So. I know. I was looking at that recently because um, I've really never, like, <laughs> like, this is a dirty secret, but, like, I literally have never claimed any. I've never done my taxes for my business, be, for me, because yeah. I'm always, like. Mm. It's so fluctu- like, it fluctuates sometimes. It, and I, yeah, and I'm always, like, I don't make anything. You just assume. That's my mindset, yes. is I don't make anything as a coach. But when I was doing um, year-end stuff for last year for the trucking business, I was, like, um, having to dig up, like, old um, stuff, and I had to separate. Anyways, I was, like, I did actually make (laughs) money doing this. (laughs) That's weird. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, we don't don't quantify it. And I think that's a good thing as well, too, because Mm -hmm. we're, like, they always say, like, do something that you would do. Um, that, and never make a dime yes. and you'd still do it I'd still do I think this that's why we do this yeah and that's why we kind of lose sight of the money aspect of it because it's like even for me no matter what when I have to go get other jobs it's like at the end of the day doing this type of stuff and work is what makes me happy right I know I was talking to so I did my interview today's the first day I ever did two podcast interviews in one day one was virtual I know I'm like feeling like really excited about Crushing that it. um but I did with um, Anna Grace. So she was the podcast before this. Um, and at the end of the session, she told me we like turned off the mics and I didn't um, close out the Zoom right away. But she was like saying she was like, I don't know, something that like keeps coming up for me. Like when I'm like talking to you, it's like turn up the volume. So I don't know like what that means for you. Um, and I had kind of talked about in the podcast, just briefly referenced that my, I feel like my energy was being pulled in a lot of different directions, which I do feel like lately, but I think even before she said that this morning, when Renee and I were talking, we were talking about, um, like my energy being pulled in different directions. And I think what the consensus I came up to when I started thinking about it was like, you know, if I left all this behind, like if I left, if I stopped doing the podcast and I only had to focus on um, Lechuga Trekking and our business together and what's actually, you know, feeding us, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing something that's lighting me up anymore. And I think that's where like we we're talking about with like movement and like reaching out to friends. I think when I get in that mode where I'm like just almost like I, I'm so busy that what I'm doing is just like surviving instead of like thriving and like focusing in on like, okay, I'm doing the podcast, I'm showing up on social media, I'm, t- you know, I'm doing all these different things that light me up. If I'm not touching that enough, I start to feel like that, that feeling, that like sad feeling of like, I don't want to talk to people. 
I don't want to engage. Like mm-hmm. I want to just like keep my head down and not, um, not, not, uh, engage with people. Yeah. And so then when she said like, turn up the volume, I was like, I was like, well, I have like a few different knobs in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, on which one? I'm like, so I don't really know. And she was like, well, as we started talking, I started thinking about that. And she's like, I feel like you need to use your voice, your voice more um and say what she's like what's coming up is like your true feelings and so as we started talking I was like maybe I need to like be touching my passion more than just like it doesn't need to be on the back burner at all times yeah you know what I mean and are you saying like also you know sharing you don't have to just share when you're feeling good right yeah well you know we're talking about that with like the war of art yes um that you know I was feeling like that I wasn't feeling like I want to share at all like um, this week or last week. I did not want to get on social media. And but like for you to come on and share that you're not feeling so good, like how many people are going to reach out? I mean, even me, you posted that you were feeling in a weird space. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I had a few other people reach out too and say like, thank you for sharing this. Like I feel the same way. So it's like you're making people not feel alone and you're helping them too just by sharing where you're at. Just by sharing that. And that's what he talks about in the book, too, is like art isn't only our what we think of as our art, right? Yeah. Like our career, our, like me showing up in a, you know, a, in a specific way on social media. That is part of my art, too, is just mm-hmm. like relating. Yeah. So it and can shift and just being. Yeah. And so speaking of that book, something that's been coming up for me is like when there's other drama in my life with you know, whether it's family or maybe it's like with work related, am I just using that as Mm. a distraction to not show up? And I am. And that's so hard to look at and so hard to navigate. Cause even though I know I'm doing it, it's still hard to get on there and show up and like so easy to, I guess, turn into the drama and be like, my life sucks or Mm -hmm. this situation sucks. And I don't, or I have to fix this first. But, yeah, before I can like go about everything. That's the one that I keep turning to. It's like, oh, I can't get on social media because or I can't take time to think out what I'm going to get on social media for or create the sales page for my masterclass or create the links or whatever because I need to be there in this, whatever this is, this mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. or this um, situation. I need to be in it for Full, hours fully just. fully <laughs> I can't turn off for one fucking second like I can't like no and that's something that Renee really helps me with a lot is like when I'm telling him like I told him this morning I was like I feel overwhelmed like I feel overwhelmed I feel like over and I think what I'm really describing is like I feel overwhelmed in the areas that don't light me up mm. I feel like I'm oh I'm not balanced and I'm a Libra have to be balanced <laughs> but I'm like I feel like this area is up here and the area that really makes me feel awesome is not up. And um, he's like, you have to do that within yourself. Like that isn't an adjustment yeah. that comes from us moving anything around. Like that adjustment comes from you and you prioritizing your stuff differently and knowing like, hey, I can take a break from this area. Like mm-hmm. um, or knowing like I can tell someone like, hey, I'm not available today for this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like I'm being like kind of ambiguous, but I'm like juggling. We're juggling three businesses. So that's why like, (laughs) that's what I'm like referring to the different knobs and like, like all these different things. Like that's what I'm juggling is like the time 
um, the time uh, management of three different all businesses and wanting to give them all my full attention. Yeah. And I yeah. can't. And that's something that you said when I went to your guys' event, um, kind of goes along the lines with it is, you know, I was talking about how I, I had moved to Texas. I got an apartment and like, I had thought that once I had the apartment, mm. my business would take off because I'd finally be in my own space. And it was like, literally what I could dream in my head apartment like it was a cute the cutest studio um just like in the cutest area and everything was like photogenic yes it was perfect (laughs) in my head and then I was there and I still had no motivation and I still had didn't feel like I could show up Mm -hmm. um and then so at your I was expressing how you know I'm back I'm at my dad's house right now kind of rebuilding because I moved back to California again and kind of had to start over and you were like how can you make your space feel good right now instead of waiting until right. you move out again and pushing kind of pushing my pushing dreams it off. to the side and thinking it's kind of like you're doing the same thing right yeah like oh I have to like I'm gonna wait until I redo this I'm gonna wait until I get an apartment again yeah. and it's then like, it's gonna be it's just like what am I really hiding from, you know? Mm-hmm. And But I've really taken that into account. And so, like, when I want to fix something or make it feel better, I've been, like, messing around with that mm-hmm. and trying to make my space feel good right now while also, you know, obviously looking for the new place. Right. But, yeah, I think it just goes along with, one, reframing how you're looking at things. For sure. And your life and things in your life. Um, and kind of reframing it in a way that's going to feel good to you. Yeah, that's hard to look at too. Um, it's even like, I, I feel like I love this stuff because the work never, never stops. Mm-hmm. Like the work never stops. So like with um, Renee's dad and he's going through like a lot um, medically right now. When I'm looking at it from my view Renee's mom's view, every like everybody in the family, right, has their own view of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I see it from someone else's view and I'm like, oh, they like I wish they could see the positive in this situation mm-hmm. because there's a lot of positives that are happening right now, but they're only seeing the negative. But then I think like, well, what am I not seeing? Because I'm still holding on to something here, too. Like you said, like, what yeah. am I really hiding from? By feeling this way Mm -hmm. and almost thinking like, even though I'm seeing this, I'm seeing the positives in this situation, I can still improve my frame of mind. And like knowing like, um, like even though I'm already seeing the positives, right? Mm -hmm. What other things am I not seeing? What other, like how am I, what big picture am I missing? Like what little things do I need to pay more attention to detail to like you can still reframe your mindset even if like we're never perfect we're never looking at it from a perfect lens yeah and I think like something that I've noticed too with myself is if someone's like kind of negative or talking negative about a situation and I almost just want to shut them out but like no how can I show up to this conversation hear them and one like figure out you know are they looking to just be heard or do they want a solution you know and 
asking them what they're wanting from this conversation. Right. Just listening can be enough for them at that time. For sure. But so often I find myself like, uh, you're being negative. I need to close off this energy. But yeah, I hold space. Yeah, you you can just listen to them. Yeah. Navigating that has been like so um, insightful like navigating not closing off Mm -hmm. negative energy and that's what I think I was kind of like doing recently is like anything that was negative I was closing off to and like almost like stopping the convo (laughs) and it's like like you were saying earlier like almost like stopping the convo and then I'm like wait I can like I should be able to shift my own mindset in this yeah because really I'm like disassociating instead of like I'm not really challenging myself. If they're coming at me with something negative, maybe it's not about me, but it's just negative in general, negative energy, right? Like I don't like this place or I don't like this or, um, you know, this is so upsetting, whatever. How can I help reframe the convo? Because that's what's actually challenging. Yeah. And, not and, shutting off. And having like the awareness that you have and like you help me shift my situation, you know, and how to see it differently. It's like you can bring that to Mm -hmm. other people every single day and that's doing what you love. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's like I think sometimes we think just like we were talking about putting people in a box. I think with family, sometimes we can get like this way of where we're like, oh, they like already know how they are. They're Mm -hmm. not open to this. Um, And I used to do that a lot with my parents. I used to do that a lot with my sister. Um, Just anyone who's, I think, closer to you, you tend we tend to like already know them yes but who knows that one day you may say something and it just fucking clicks, clicks you know yeah yeah exactly i mean i think i did that for my mom for so long i was like we're just never gonna get along oh god <laughs> she doesn't understand me yeah like life's hard she mm-hmm. doesn't get it mm-hmm. and uh you know like i i grew up in a home where alcohol was like constantly around and I was like, they're just never going to change. My mom actually doesn't drink anymore. Really? And like, I can talk to her. Like, I can go to her. I could feel safe, which I never thought would be possible. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like giving, yeah, like giving them the opportunity to change. Mm-hmm. No that's matter. for sure. Yeah. Wow. No wonder we get along. We have so many um, similar similarities. <laughs> uh, my parents don't drink anymore either. And both my parents are addicts. Um, But allowing that space for her to to connect with me instead Mm -hmm. of shutting her out has been really big. Like still sharing, like sharing big wins with no expectation Mm. of her being like happy or excited (laughs) or validating me. (laughs) Like that was really hard. But even getting to the point of sharing them, because for a long time I was like, I'm not sharing this. I'm not sharing this. Like she's not going to say anything anyway. Like. You know, she's not going to – she's not going to care anyway. Like, I'm not going to share it. And instead, now sharing it without an expectation. And not feeling hurt if it doesn't go, you know, a positive way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that too. And that's something that's changed for me too, you know. It's like, if I'm going to share it, then I need to know that I'm not looking for validation. Lately, how you've kind of – I think the word that I'm like coming to mind is like almost like flourished in this like showing up, creating your membership and really showing up more mm-hmm. and being more authentic online. Yeah. And that kind of like transition in the last like 
what, like maybe like four or five months? Yeah, I would say the last four or five months. Yeah. I think it was like what you were talking to, we were talking about earlier a little bit is like people don't want this like cookie cutter version of you mm-hmm. because then they are not going to relate to you. Yeah. They're going to put you up on a pedestal and be like, oh, I can never be like them because they don't have problems. They don't have issues, you know? And so once you start showing up every day as yourself and that's with the baggage, that's with the stress, that's with maybe panic attacks or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like someone's going to see that and be like, oh, she shows up on social media and she has anxiety. Like, oh, I could do that too. I think that was a big thing for me before I got on social media. I would see these people and I'm like, oh, that's cool, but that could never be me. And once I was like, once I shifted that narrative to like, oh, she does that, that means I can do it too. Everything became a little bit easier. Totally. And and yeah, like the people that respond on, if you post you're not feeling well or you're going through something, you get way more responses on that type of stuff than like, I'm having the most amazing day. You know, like people want to know that other people are going through things too and they're still able to build a business or show up online or have success you know yeah it almost like it's almost like okay you know when you see somebody uh like a super famous person and you see them and you see all the great things that they have and they come and um they're like this you know, it wasn't always like this. And they almost want to give you like that disclaimer. Yeah. And that disclaimer makes you feel like, oh shit. Like I, I never thought of that. Like I just thought Beyonce was always Beyonce. Like I thought she was always like that. And it's like, that's almost what we're doing on a daily, like a microscopic level Mm -hmm. on the daily and saying like, here's the highlight reel that you see on Instagram on my feed posts, but on my stories or, you know, wherever, here's what's like yeah that's happening but Mm -hmm. at the same time I'm also not feeling great or I'm feeling this way or like you know here's the cute picture of my outfit but like before that I changed 20 times Mm -hmm. you know I felt super bloated I had to have a lot of reassurance from my husband to put out put on the outfit you know or my husband didn't like it and had to go against it whatever you know (laughs) like here's what you didn't see like the story behind the post I love that. I think that also is very cathartic for the creator. Yeah, because it is it is real and it's true and it feels good to share the real parts of our lives, you know? Yeah. Even though sometimes we probably don't necessarily want to share, you know, for it's sure. not natural to get on and talk when you're feeling down or feeling not happy in your body or your mind's all cluttered. Mm-hmm. But those are the times I feel like when people are going to relate the most and you're going to connect the most to your audience. For sure. I feel like it's so, it makes you feel like, just like you were saying, like from a viewer standpoint, it makes them feel like, um, like, oh, I can do this too. Mm -hmm. From a creator standpoint, it makes you feel like, oh, people like me despite this. Yeah. Like, even though I do have, Chelsea talks about this, like, even though I have OCD, people still like me. Mm-hmm. Like, even though me. they still, yeah, they still trust me. Um, they don't think I'm X, Y, and Z anymore. And I think there's something so cathartic about saying it out loud, like, to an audience on social media. Like, um, 
like saying what's going wrong yeah yeah like yeah verbalizing it because and that's the thing too is like we're in it so we're Mm -hmm. feeling it all the time but the audience doesn't know that right so to share that with them and be like hey this or this i'm i'm kind of going through it right now it helps yeah it helps build that connection i think that's why it's so hard for us to say it is because we're going through it it's on our minds constantly and it's like a thousand times bigger in our own mind exactly um i think sometimes we just assume people know oh yeah that's a big one i used to do (laughs) yeah i used to be like uh hello duh don't you know this about me like when i uh, family because i would post i've always been posting i mean since probably like 2015 i've been posting a lot of my life on social media um you know through my youtube videos Mm -hmm. is when i first started so i assumed all my family watches the entire youtube (laughs) video and knows everything that happened to me last week and so then when like people would be like oh like what do you do i'm like hello don't you know that's what i would think in my head and then i'm like like you said, it's so it, literally it's so naive to think that everyone knows everything and like everyone knows what we're feeling or it's just like we have thousands of followers, mm-hmm. but how many people do we talk to on a regular day? Yeah. You know, less than five probably. So those are the people who really are in our circle and know what's going on. And even them sometimes don't, don't really know. So it's like, yeah, we assume that people know what we're going through and mm-hmm. and that, that just translates to to like when you're sharing about what you're offering you know you oh. you're sharing too much <laughs> and everyone's already seen it and they just don't want it and it's like no you shared it like once on a story which disappears in 24 yes. hours and like maybe somebody clicked through it that day or let their story run or yeah and it's like i've only had one time in a launch where someone reached out to me and was like, this is annoying. I've only had one time, not to scare you, that has happened to like, me. Someone did that? Yeah, wow. someone. She's very angry. That's very interesting because like if I'm annoyed, I just You unfollow. would never say anything, right? Yeah. You would just unfollow, mute. And I assume, mute. okay, that's not for me if I'm getting annoyed I would click of click through it. Yeah. 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 She was already like, she was somebody who hadn't followed me for a long time and just yeah. came on and probably came in during my launch and I was going hard in this launch and I was as you should I was also very like triggered by myself in this launch I was like <laughs> I think I was like tr- I I did really good in this launch but I also like really um like was it forced almost no it wasn't what's the word I'm looking for like I had an underlying I was really trying to make a specific amount of money with oh, this okay. launch and that translated to a specific number of people. And I was trying to come off like giving the um, giving the facts or like like a relation post where not a relation like a um, like a it was basically like, oh, you do like you don't want to invest in um, like a hard truth. Right. You don't want to invest in coaching. However, you're spending this on this. This is, you're trying to get this feeling with makeup, hair, whatever, nails, but really it's going to come from this confidence, right? Um, but my underlying tone and my vibe because of what I was feeling and my energy mm-hmm. was desperate. My energy was like needy. My energy was probably like a little bit angry at myself or whatever, right? So that's what, um, who was I talking about this with that I was like, 
people can feel that energy even Mm -hmm. if like in all actuality like what I'm saying is true and if I had a positive energy it probably (laughs) would have worked but I had a negative energy I attracted a negative person that was like extremely triggered by this uh story and was like (laughs) you don't know me you don't know that I can't even afford this and I can't afford that and you know what this is you're stuffing this down our throats and blah 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 so all that to say like yes we have to show up and continually show up because that has only happened one time yeah out of probably like thousands of stories that I've posted and it's a lesson you know it's a lesson you you like looked at it, you're like, yeah, my energy was a little off that time, you know, and yeah. how can I shift it and feel, make it feel good? Yeah. But yeah. Um, Anna Grace today was saying in her podcast interview, she was saying she doesn't get haters really on social media anymore because she does like a protection energy prayer. I just saw her TikTok on that, actually. Yep. That's so cool. Yeah. She was saying like, I just really like try to protect my own energy and we were talking about too that she's like I just come a lot out of love like I know what I'm doing is for the greater good of whoever's watching it it's gonna hit whoever it needs to and all this stuff and I was thinking like yes that is our underlying energy and that's probably why she's not attracting people that are like haters haters and angry so I feel like that's good um and that just goes to show you like our underlying energy is really what matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's so easy to just, even just to look at your followers or your community on the screen and be like, oh, it's just like another person. Like, don't see them. Don't see them as just like a follower mm-hmm. or a dollar sign. It's like, no, these are people who are, maybe they're following you because they want help or you have something that you can provide them. And, like, when you talk to them, connect with them. And that's what you do really well. Like, you connect with the person on the other side. And, like, that energy transfers even through the phone, even through social media. I think that's taking our, like you said, like, your intention behind Mm -hmm. it isn't selling. No. Because I used to try to do that. And I don't think I did it very well before. Until I let go of literally I was like okay if I literally don't make any fucking money like I'm still doing this mm-hmm. um and I let go of like the response the responsibility of like making money on my Instagram or making it anything I was able to connect with people and that's when my dollar the money yeah comes. my money came up my my followers like my connections with people my support like yeah. everything it's a, it's it's hard because you know, you're like, I want this to be, I want to put all my focus into it. But then that kind of like energy takes away from the reason you're doing it. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. I had to go back to my why. Yeah. Yeah. Tapping into your why. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. I want to end with some rapid fire okay. questions. I got this idea from um, Jago um, from her podcast that I was on. If you guys haven't listened, I'm going to link the podcast that I was on, Confidently Uncomfortable. It's another confidence podcast. Um, and I have to say, I'm very proud of how I showed up on that podcast. I even messaged her after and I was like, how the fuck did you make me sound so smart? Like she was a, such a great interviewer. Um, I think just the way she asked questions was made me answer in like a really easy to digest way. Anyways, 
I got the idea of rapid fire from her because she does this on her podcast and I thought it was really fun because outros are always just kind of awkward. So um, I'm like, I wrote down Anna Grace's. So let me grab it because I'm like, I'm going to try to remember. And that's not a good idea. (laughs) Uh, Bailey's I made up on the spot. But I wrote them down. Okay. All right. Let's do this. I'm ready. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. I remember the first one. Favorite food? Pizza. Pizza? Yeah. What kind of, kind of toppings? Um, it's it's like the specialty pizzas that like aren't normal. Like I just had a pizza Ooh. that was prosciutto, honey, and else that was really good on it i don't know i always like the specialty pizzas that aren't normal i love that me too are you a person who takes like puts it to their own desire like you take a specialty pizza and you remove this and add this you take it how it comes how it comes Mm, okay love it i feel like you'd be good to go to a restaurant it's a new thing but yeah really yeah like the last couple years okay i feel like for me too i used to be super picky so picky i used to just want cheese yeah vanilla super plain yeah and then now I'm just like, oh, just give it to me how it comes. Unless it has something I specifically don't like. But yeah. Yeah. I want to see how. How the restaurant yep. wanted it. Because obviously they came to that for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. What sign do you feel like is most attracted in into your like field? Um, like you personally, you mm-hmm. as a f- energy field. Or you attract the most? I think Libras. Really? Yes. Libras. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Love, love, love. I don't know. I really only know one other Scorpio. Okay. Which is um, Michelle's husband. Oh, okay. So that's it. That's like the only Scorpio, I think, unless I'm You just don't know. wrong and I just don't know. But yeah. mine is always like Aquarius and um, Sagittarius. Oh, but okay. That's my rising as a Sagittarius. So I feel like that's probably why. Yeah, Sagittarius are fun. They are really fun. <laughs> They're really fun. Um, okay, if you're walking into a bar, mm-hmm. what's your drink that you order? Your go-to? I don't drink often, but if it it would probably be just tequila or oh, okay, yeah. okay, love that. Um, okay, if you weren't in your current career right now, doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? Mm-hmm. Dog training. Dog training? Dog training. Love it. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, best Amazon purchase you've made this month. Ooh. Oh. Let me think. Creatine. Creatine. <laughs> I'm, I'm really to, looking okay. for like a gadget here. No, oh, not okay. not from you. I'm just saying like I'm asking this question and I'm like to try to find. I'm like, who's going to give me a, a a purchase that I need to buy right now? See, <laughs> the things I buy are always practical. Like, really? I just bought a bread, a bread, I don't know what it's called. Holder. Bread container to make bread because I'm making oh. sourdough. Oh, so you are. So for sourdough bread. Ooh. I'll, I'll have to bring you some. It's so good. I love, I love sourdough bread. Oh my gosh. Have you had home, like someone like make it for you? I don't know if I've had it. I'm just trying to think. I think my mom has made like a wheat sourdough before, but that doesn't really count. And <laughs> you're never gonna want sourdough again after you have it. I've been to the San Francisco okay um, boudin. Oh, that's factory. probably good. 
oh my god me and my sister got the entire loaf and ate it the entire plane ride home because it was so good my mouth is watering thinking about it like so good that is the best bread ever. Like Literally, just sourdough. Literally, like we go through it too fast. We're like, we how yes. do we make enough to yeah. keep up with the demand? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay, so you're gonna make your own sourdough. Yes, I love that. So, did you make a starter or did you buy a starter? I bought a starter from you bought a starter. Fermentation Farm in Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. They have like a 200 year old starter. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, you're gonna have to make me some yes, sourdough. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite candy? You're going to a movie, you're getting, or you're at the gas station, road trip. What's the candy that you reach for? Definitely, like, the Reese's, but, like, the healthy version. Oh, like a Justin's? Yeah. Or, like, um... Or, the like, Reese's Pieces. It's, like, oh, the yeah. M&M's, but, you know, the Unreal. Unreal candy. Unreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to have those. I haven't had those in a long time. That is exactly what Anna Grace said, Reese's Pieces. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that... was, like, my go-to when I was a kid. Me, too. Me too. Those with popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I feel like I'm like a sour candy or like a gummy type of candy and then some type of small chocolate candy. Yeah. I like gummies too. Yeah. Gummies are so good. Okay. So Brittany, you have your membership mm-hmm. that just came out. Mm-hmm. You kind of told us a little bit about it, but tell us a little bit more. Tell us where people can find it, who it can serve and why. Yeah. Um, so the membership is called Fully Expressed. It's for anyone who is looking to show up in the online space. They don't have to have a business. They don't have to even know what their niche is per se. They just know that they want to get online and they want to show um, their self, maybe share their story. You can find it on my Instagram. I have a link on my Instagram. You can get it. You can pay monthly or you can pay in full and get a little bit of a discount for the year. And it's half off right now. So it's $44 a month. Every month, you're going to get two trainings around the moon, how to show up online, and then um, we'll have, like, Q&As where you can get hot seat coaching, might have some um, guests on. So, yeah. I love that. And it's called Fully Expressed. Love it. Love it. I love the way that – or this name of that and how it, like, makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, because it really is like showing up online fully expressed, like we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So you literally can come and you don't have to know what you're going to talk about yet. Um, and it's just going to be a space to have community. There's going to be a Facebook group where you can connect with other people in the membership and then you can ask questions whenever they come up. So love it. Love yeah. it. I think that's perfect for anybody who's like starting off mm-hmm. in the space too, because a lot of times, at least that's kind of how I felt is like, I know I want to show up online and show myself, but I don't know what I'm selling. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I don't you're know. like ready. You're ready yes. to get out there, but you're like, I still don't know what it is I want to promote or if it's like a product I want to sell. And that's okay. Like you can start building a brand mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And a community. For sure. I love it. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming. I'm going to have everything linked down below for you guys in the show notes and then um, you guys can follow Brittany on her Instagram I want to say thank you so much for coming I loved having you on and anything else you want to say before we go just thank you so much for having me it was great to be here yay thank you so much for coming okay I will see you guys next week and until then don't forget to let your confidence shine